Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. We got to get a new recording of JP on that intro because um, here's Mo and not Chris. I'm Maurice Patton. Thanks for um, staying with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. (laughs) Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Starting to sound like me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's not a good thing. That's not good. (laughs) Coach Mike over here on the controls. Um, we are joined in studio by guest co-host Joe Fisher. It's been a great morning. It's been great to be here, man. Yeah. Enjoyed and, it. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. And now on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, it is Hawkins Field Press Box Reunion portion of the show. There you go. As we are joined by Chris Lee of VandySports.com. Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning to you, and I, I got to give a shout out to your co-host. You know, I have I have gone back and watched and listened to so many calls of the 2019 season, which is remains the best sports season of any team I've ever covered. And Joe really became a, a fabric of that program, and, and just going back and watching some of the things I saw with his voice attached to it. Joe, you were so good at your job. Um, sometimes you get chills listening to certain people, whether that's Ben Scully or whoever. And, and, uh, I, I would put you in that category for the job you did with college baseball. Wow. And I know I speak for a very large portion, uh, uh of folks who, who watch Vanderbilt, uh, who would probably say the same thing. Well, Chris, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. That was a very special run. Uh, you were there for it. Um, it was one of those things I think most of us, as it went on, finally began to realize as that season went, this could be, we may be seeing something we've never seen before. I mean, this could be, and and I remember when it ended and, and we won uh, in, in Omaha, I remember saying, I, I think I said, we may not have just seen the best Vanderbilt baseball team ever. We may have seen the best college baseball team ever. Uh, and I, there, that's something that's hard to put, to quantify, but they would have to be in the discussion in that conversation. Well, I'm just going to tell you, the list of baseball teams that have won the Southeastern Conference regular season championship and tournament championship is a short one. Not long, yep. Mm -hmm. And the 2019 Vanderbilt Commodores are on it. So, you know, I don't know who it was that said if, if they're not the best, it doesn't take long to call the roll. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, the, the the only box that team didn't check that it could have was the number one overall seed heading in the tournament. They were the two behind UCLA. I thought at the time that Vanderbilt deserved the one. But you know uh, what, but, Chris? But, I yeah, I wasn't terribly crazy, isn't it? I wasn't yeah. terribly upset that they weren't the number one overall because I remember what happened the last time they were. Yeah. Well, and that happens to everybody, right? I I, I think the. 
what has been something like one overall one seed has won it in the last 15 years. I don't know what the stat is, but I'm not superstitious. I don't get into those things, but a lot of people see that as a target on, on your back and, and maybe Vanderbilt would have preferred that that was UCLA rather than them. You know, as long as we are in the baseball realm, there is a little series that begins at six o'clock central <laughs> it's not <little>. over <laughs> over in Knoxville as the Commodores visit Tennessee and there is probably more juice around this series than there has been in a long time and you have Tony Vitello and Tennessee to thank for that because Vanderbilt's been holding up their end for a pretty good while but um I think baseball America has Vanderbilt ranked sixth this week and has Tennessee fifth, which I'm sure Tim Corbin is thanking them for that. But um, 6 o'clock Friday, 3 o'clock Saturday, and 12 noon on Sunday, all central times. Um, the Friday game is on ESPNU. The Saturday game is on the SEC Network, and Sundays will be on the SEC Network Plus. And I think I know where I'm going to be at those appointed times for all three of those, this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it, it is. And, and this series, even when Vanderbilt has had dominating teams and Tennessee has just been, you know, mediocre at best has been competitive. I, I think that's probably a case where you got a lot of kids who grew up here and, and want to have the shot to play Vanderbilt. You're going to get a team's best shot. And if you're Vanderbilt, you've been getting another team's best shot for years. But I think especially if you're Tennessee, it means a lot. But, yeah, I mean, the rankings that you threw out there, I think B.A. is just a low man on both those teams. I, I don't think that I can justify having either one outside the top five at this point. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's going to be a dandy of a series. I, I'm sure you've seen ticket prices are heard. I think tickets are going for, for maybe 250 or more for single games. At least that's what's being asked uh, online. I, I haven't seen what they're selling for. But, I, look, I'll put it this way. I, I'm doing my second – talk show in Knoxville in a couple hours uh, about baseball this week. Uh, that'll be the first and second ones I've ever done in Knoxville <laughs> in 18 years of this. Yep. Uh, so that tells you a lot about the excitement level for this series. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chris Lee of VandySports.com, um, I'm thinking, Chris, that there may be nobody more ready to get back on the field than Kumar Rocker this weekend? Oh, yeah. I mean, that kid's a competitor. Look, Georgia, shout out to those guys because they hit him, and they hit three palms off him. And sometimes with Kumar, he's an elite college pitcher. He's one of the best we've ever seen in any era, at any time, any school. But the knock on him sometimes is – and this is the case with lighter to some degree too. They're not always – their A stuff coming out of the gate. And with those guys, sometimes they struggle to command pitches a little bit. You'll see a hit batter or an occasional four-pitch walk where it's just not there yet. And sometimes that happens when you take the hill. You, you know, just the first inning, the stuff's not working. You're not comfortable. And the time to get to him is early. And I thought Tim Corbin said it really well at Wednesday's press conference. He said – you know, it happened so fast. It was like a four-pitch sequence or whatever, and Georgia's got three runs, and they were kind of on him before anybody else was. And, and, and sometimes with Kamar, you will see the walks and the hit-by-pitches, but you don't see a bomb off him early. I, I think – I would have to think he was a little bit shell-shocked at that, and the team was too. 
I don't think that's typical. I don't think that's probably something you'll see again. But I have to think uh, that kid is a true competitor. I think it'll only just motivate him uh, to pitch a little bit better. I'd be surprised if we see a second straight off game from him in Knoxville. Um, besides that, you know, looking at this Vanderbilt team, this Vanderbilt team coming into the year, you've got Rocker and you've got Jack Leiter. And I thought that they were one, two in that order in terms of the draft later this summer. It seems that that is kind of reversed. Um, for, for whatever reason, um, Pittsburgh and Texas are the top two teams in the draft order. Um, I think both of them are going to get a great pitcher if they decide to go that way. But, you know, heard a lot of conjecture as to why Rocker may not be number one. And I'm I'm a little concerned. I wonder how much this past start would feed into whatever is being said along those lines. I, 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 it's tough for me to think that folks would put that much stock in one performance, yeah. but I, I wonder, you know, what the narrative is and how much Friday's game fed into it. Well, I, I can't speak for everybody, but to me that's missing the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it in, in being drafted first overall, well, first of all, there's there's some shenanigans that go on sometimes with teams wanting to save money. And th- that's one thing that with the MLB draft, the one thing I do hate is that, you know, one or two is not always one or two. It's it's what can I sign a guy at? But I think these kids are both so special that, to me, you can't afford to play that game if you're a franchise. But here's where I'm going with this, okay? Mm-hmm. If if you say who's the best player, I'm going to say 80% of the time, Kumar Rocker in most drafts is that guy. So, to me, it's not about Rocker not being one. It's about, frankly, in my opinion, Jack Leiter's best college player I've ever seen, anywhere, anytime. Uh, and that goes back to 04. Now, granted, it is a short sample size, right? He's only thrown not even one full season with everything put together. But I've never seen a kid, uh, with the exception probably of David Price, who when David was, was on, there was just nothing you could do about it. But I think the thing to me was sitting by an home plate and watching that South Carolina start and every pitch of it and seeing a kid who's got four other pretty decent pitches who just for whatever reason that day those weren't working for him. So he just says, okay, fine. I'm going to throw mostly my fastball, and I know you're a fastball-hitting team, but I'm going to make you beat me. And he did. Mm -hmm. I mean, he struck out – I know the last 16 of his 17 strikeouts were on the fastball. I think the first one was, too, and it just didn't happen to record it. When you're throwing 97 on pitch 124, and that's the stadium gun, but even if it's off three miles an hour, (laughs) that's 94 with pitch 124, right? Um, And and that's a team knowing – that it's working and it's coming and, it, and it's still swinging and missing, you know, the ball by three or four inches every time. To me, any discussion of rocker slipping, I, I think it's kind of misguided because I don't think that's the issue. I just think this is one of those cases where I wonder if by the time we get to the draft, if folks are saying what they were saying about Mark Pryor 20 years ago, that this guy is the top college pitcher that we've ever seen. And to me, 
uh, it's doing a disservice to Kumar Rocker if we're looking at this backwards and saying, well, he's dropped. No, I, I just think this is a case where you're seeing one of the most polished, you know, 20 year old pitchers or whatever he is that, that we've ever seen. I mean, we don't, we just don't see this much. I mean, you can maybe go back to, to Doc Gooden when, when he came up with the Mets and, and dominated it at just a crazy level. But what you're seeing with Jack Leiter is just not something you see. And to me, this whole thing is more about lighter than it is about rocker. That's that's an interesting um, thought process there, Chris, and, and I, I can't disagree with it. It's not so much about rocker slipping as it is about lighter developing and, and exploding, I guess, even to some degree. Um, saw a graphic during one of the Vandy games. Maybe it was that South Carolina series. There have been – three other college teams that have had two of the top five picks, I think, um, in an MLB draft. The 78 Arizona State team had Bob Horner go one and Hubie Brooks go three. Um, Clemson 96 had Chris Benson go one and Billy Koch at number four. Um, Rice in 04 had Philip uh, Humber at three and Jeff Neiman at four. And in 2011, UCLA had Garrett Cole one and Trevor Bauer at three. Nobody's ever had one, two. Yeah, and I think Rice actually had a third starter that went around six or seven, if I'm correct. correct. And and none of those guys I don't think ever really made it. I mean, they might have pitched a few innings in the bigs, but they never established themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I'd sure love to see it. I think that if – this is why I hate the games. Like, I, I didn't think back in the 2020 draft, Austin Martin to me should have been one or two. Most people would have said Torkelson. To me, Martin was clearly better than Heston Kirst out of Arkansas. Not to knock that kid, but I, I would bet money that, that Austin Martin has a better career mm-hmm. than Kerstad does. But they, they took Kerstad too, did the Orioles, I think, so they could save money and, and, and sign later down the draft. And I hated that for Austin because I think. Um, you know, you're going to look back and, and you're going to say, well, five teams passed on him. And I don't think that's really the whole story. But I, I think it would be great to see it this year if those kids would one or two. It would be a great story for college baseball. It would be a great story for Vanderbilt. Now, the funny thing is Jordan Lawler is that other guy that's up there in that discussion. He's a fanny commitment. He's a shortstop. I don't think he's obviously going to come to campus. But that that's the other interesting little part of, of this year's draft at the top is that the guy that could spoil the party is a guy who's committed to Vandy, too. <laughs> That's great. Hey, we're here on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Chris Lee of VandySports.com. Chris, really appreciate you coming on with us. We have got to get out of here. But um, thank you so much. I really enjoy your insight. Yeah. look forward to catching hey, Chris, up with thank, you. Hey, thanks for those kind words, too, buddy. Good to hear from you. Yeah, Joe, good, good to talk to you. Wish you the best. And uh, it's always fun to come on with you guys. So thanks so much. Thank you. That was Chris Lee with VandySports.com. This is Maurice Patton with Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Um, Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.